You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's definitely going to be different not having those matchups that you would expect every year. Because the NHL drafts like 17-year-olds, the NHL has to tread the water really carefully. They don't even have a goalie. Like, what what is the draw? But going into this year because of the Seattle Kraken's expansion draft. But Where is this going? Oh so, God. no, so listen, hear me out. It's going somewhere. It's, it's just not part of hockey. Like, really looks like that weird dad I don't want me to pick up from school. Like, Welcome to Slapshot Sweethearts. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Slapshot Sweethearts. I'm Megan. That is Shannon. You know where you're at. Today, we are sitting down with Isabel Cup champion, Boston Pride captain, Jillian Dempsey. Hello, and thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Happy um, happy to be here with you guys. Yeah, the honor is ours. <laughs> I mean, congratulations in advance. It's been a crazy few weeks. Yeah, it's been incredible. The you know, support from my school community where I work and from my town and just hearing from so many different people, it, it's been pretty amazing how many people tuned in or saw something on it. And it's just been a whirlwind, but all smiles on cloud nine. So obviously really enjoying it. Love to Absolutely. hear it. We will get to the cup soon. But we're going to start from the basics, start from the beginning. How did you get into hockey? Oh, wow. We're going way back. <laughs> yeah. I was like, not sure what basics we were talking about. We're going back to the youth days. So I started playing hockey around age five. My dad had played. He loved hockey. And my younger brother, Connor, and I both got into it out there with the milk crates, learned to skate. And we played so much of those early days together. I played mostly boys hockey at the time. There weren't there weren't a, as many options as there are now for young girls playing. I mean, I loved my time playing with the boys. And I obviously got to play with my brother. And uh, my dad coached often like on some of our might teams. And way back in squirts. So started young, just like most hockey players do. And it's, it's been my life ever since. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what we've heard from most players that they started with the boys. It's kind of shaped how they play now. And then a lot of you guys took NCAA careers. So you obviously had a pretty storied career with Harvard as well. Yeah, that was a dream come true for me. In sixth grade, I had, I had to make an autobiography and there was <laughs> a future section. And so, of course, you know, they leave it up to you. Imagine what you want your future to be in. My parents helped me scan my little hockey face onto a Harvard uh, game pamphlet, like the brochures that they would give out before the games. And, um, and we did the same to one of the USA hockey ones. So that was something in sixth grade that I, I knew that's what I wanted. And I was fortunate to be able to live close and be able to go watch games at, at the um, Harvard rink and the likes of Julie Chu, AJ Mlexco, Angela Ruggiero. And, and that's what I got to watch and look forward to and aspire to. And for it to happen, it was the best four years and it flew by way too quickly. But, you know, the experience was, I, you can't even put it into words. I absolutely loved it. And I look back on those days with, with a big smile. And I, I only wish we won some NCAA championship. <laughs> right. I know that's, that's definitely ambitious. But, um, you know, it, it, it was an incredible experience. And, and I, I wish it didn't go by so quickly. Talk about manifesting your future right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other part of it didn't work as well. I, you know, I ended up getting cut from Team USA uh, back in the right before the 2014 Olympics. So I, I got to live one dream out, and and the other one, uh, not not quite. But I think you you build resilience, you build a little character from that. And um, obviously, I've been fortunate to keep playing competitively, and I never thought I'd be you know, playing eight years of professional hockey and that's what it's come to now. So I'm a veteran. It's, it's, it surprises me that I've been playing this long now, but I, I can't imagine anything else. Yeah. You win some, you lose some, right? You're yeah. the WHL inaugural player, your record holder for most of those records in the league. I mean, what's it like to be the player that has two Isabel Cups, the, you know, one of the only inaugural players left, that you're holding the records for goals, points, assists, all of those things. I mean, what what's it like as a leader for the Pride, you know, set that example for those players, especially as the NWHL is gaining traction and, you know, you're showing players that they can have an eight-year career in the league and they don't necessarily need to give it up after a year or two once they've, you know, had that experience of playing professional hockey. Yeah, you know, this victory was as sweet as they come. I, you know, I think this was the the most excited I've been in, in a while this you know it, we won in year one that way back in 2016 and that was that was amazing that was you know and that was special because we we were really we were playing for Denna and Denna's always been part of this program and you know that that moment everything she had gone through that season it was it was we had to end with the cup you know with everything going on and it was to be able to bring that back and share that with her. So that was a really special moment then. But since then, it's been, it, it had been the elusive Isabel Cup. It was like we we dropped that, you know, we, we lost the Cinderella story for the Buttes who got, you know, that's a, it's a movie where they come in and upset the big time favorite. And I normally love those kinds of stories, except not when I'm on the wrong end of it. And, right. <laughs> yeah, so that happened. And then year three, of, of the league was one of, you know, I think we had the most losses I've ever had in my hockey career, even going back to the youth days. I think we won four or five games and it was just like a 
the opposite direction of where we were a couple of years prior to that. And then we were looking up year four was looking good, but we didn't even get to the final year five last year. It was supposed to be our year and COVID happened. So, you know, to, to hoist it this season with on top of everything was just amazing. You know, and this group that, you know, we, we, it started out, difficult for us to find what our identity was and we weren't playing the way that we wanted to be playing and I think having to grind through that and push through and come together and you know really decide what team we wanted to be prepared us for for the semifinal and final games and to be able to face those strong competitive teams and we knew those were going to be battles but I think we had the confidence in each other and you know we played both those games the way that we knew we could play and it was fun and to obviously get the reward in the end, that's what it's all about. So, and then this time around, I got to play with Lexi Lang and, you know, we never crossed over at Harvard and it's just, you know, little things like that, that made this year just one that's, you know, one for the ages, one that we're going to remember forever. So I, I love my role being part of this team and being part of this program. And obviously it's the greatest honor to be captain of this team and, you know, we just get to go out there and, and I love playing the game and showing up to practice and being out there with my team. So it's, you know, it's pretty easy showing up, just having a blast and working hard and trying to lead the way. But when everybody's buying into that team culture and, and having that mindset, it's going to lead to success. So I'm just here enjoying it and, and already getting ready to, you know, think about next season when we're going to be on the ice together again and um, keeping those ambitions high and making sure that nobody else gets that cup. We want to keep it here in Boston. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you beat me to it a little bit. I was going to say, you know, playing for eight years, you played for Jenna that first season. Now you're playing with Lexi in 2021. I mean, in that eight-year span, we just talked to Madison Packer, and she's one of the inaugural players as well. The rosters have changed significantly in those eight years. I mean, there's not a lot of players left, and the turnover is pretty significant for a new league like that. How has it been for you as one of those long-term players and as a captain adjusting? I think the pride has a unique perspective in that you guys do have a pretty established internal culture that doesn't really change as much as other teams. But how do you as a captain kind of make sure and as a long-term player, make sure that that culture maintains itself and, you know, lead everyone into the next season and make sure that the roster, even as it changes, the culture doesn't change. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And that's now that I think about it, really, I guess the the inaugural season players were getting <laughs> those numbers are getting fewer now. But yeah, I mean, when I think back to the start of the league and where we are now, it's it definitely has not been a perfect path. And, you know, that first season, it was so new and we had it was packed crowds and everywhere you went, like every there were pack crowds in Buffalo. The ribs were in New York at the time, like literally in the city. I think they were, I think it was Brooklyn. Yeah. Like we were down, we were playing at a rink that was an old airplane hangar, I believe. Like it was, it was, it was a packed crowd. <laughs> I that. We were super late one game and then Connecticut, everything. It was packed crowds and there was so much excitement and it was, everything was looking up and, and that, it was incredible. Obviously we got the cherry on the top that season too, but then year two things really shifted where, you know, they had to cut salaries and it was seeming like, 
I, I don't know. Maybe it's too good to be true. Maybe I don't, there was a lot of a lot of change there, and you know things really kind of pulled back in year two, and then year three was the Olympic year. So the league really has had quite a roller coaster of a time in its six year yeah. existence. But the past two seasons, I've noticed the most growth out of all these years and the being privately owned when we got bought last season, like that has been a key piece to it. Like the amenities, the facilities, like the meals, everything has been top notch and the sponsors and partnerships we've been having. We have Duncan, which Duncan's been around since the get go, but we like now have Dick sporting goods, discover Norma tech. We just, it's grown so much since the start, even after having some of those hiccups along the way. And to be able to see that and, you know, I always like the players coming fresh out of college now. I'm like, well, first of all, they're like 22, 23. And now that I'm 30, I'm like, wow, how am I this much older? I don't feel that much older. But, you know, being able to say to them, no, you guys, this has come so far in six years. I can imagine where we're going to be in six more years if it's made this much growth now. So that's something that sticks out pretty fresh and, you know, in terms of thinking of the league specifically, that growth, like reflecting on that, it really is is wild what it was. Even when I was in the CWHL right out of college, we were bussing nine, well, I guess it was closer to 11 hours to Toronto. And, you know, and now at least we're flying places. It's it's just come a, it's come a long way. And that that's exciting for the growth of women's hockey. But getting back to maintaining that that team culture, you know, I think so much of like we've had that consistency. We have like um, luckily we've had a core group that has been there for several years, you know, even and kind of even some of those transition years, we've been able to keep that core group. And yeah, I mean, I guess I'm the only one from that or, that obviously original team, but the leadership groups that we've had we've really tried to just set the tone and set the expectations for this is what Boston pride hockey is. And this is what we expect of each other. And we hold each other to that high standard and, you know, practice, you go out there and you play as hard as it's a game, you know, we're trying to get better. We're trying to raise that level of competition and compete. And, you know, that's how you do it. It's those little details, every shift in a game, every drill in a practice, you have to treat it like it's everything. And, I think just, you know, the biggest way to do that is by example, just going out there and doing it and, you know, kind of really making that be the norm and, and the expectation. And I'm, I'm a pretty vocal person too. So I'm always yapping away and I, I love the quotes. I love the you know, miracle. And so just re- consistently reinforcing what we want of, of our program and, and what that standard is. And the players we're bringing in when they buy into that, and they want to be part of this culture and they have the right character that makes it such a smooth transition, you know, and our coaches, our staff is trying to bring in the players that fit what we're looking for and, you know, really prioritizing character and work ethic and having that grit and heart. And, you know, obviously that to me is more important than skill, but we obviously love skill as well, but, um, (laughs) you know, just trying to maintain those as, that's our expectation and that's what this is. And when you, when you put on that sweater, when you come to Boston and you play here, that's what's expected of you and everybody rises to the occasion. So that's, it's just kind of, it, it feels in the blood of, of the program and we just show up every day and, and try to live it out. Oh, it's in the blood of the city. That just like hypes me up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
It is. I feel like we need one of those like road to the winter classic type shows for you guys because I feel like women would just be so much more entertaining. (laughs) No, that would definitely be a blast and it could follow, you know, following people at work too. That would be something to see. I know, but you guys got to go to work and then (laughs) Yeah, but it may, you know, honestly, just when practice time comes, even though it's, you know, late at night and it's after, after the work day, I think, you know, everybody showing up wants to be there. Like that's, that's, we want to be there. We love being there and get in, get in to see your teammates at the end of the day and get in a great skate. That's, that's what you look forward to that. That's, um, you know, the best part of the day. So, but that would be a blast having the cameras follow around. They would, they would definitely get some, some key entertainment. We have some, <laughs> we have some uh, characters for sure. So let's talk about Lake Placid. What was the preparation like and like the level of excitement? Like we you already touched on, there was so much more momentum and excitement this year coming from like outside the sport at you guys, even like what was it like gearing up to go into that with so much excitement around? Oh, you know, it, first thing when I think of Lake Placid, obviously, is miracle. And Mike Rizzioni is from my town. He I consider him a friend now. He reaches out, he's so supportive and awesome and so I'm like we're going to Lake Placid like it's going to be a it's going to be a magical time it's going to like we're going to do it like everything's coming together for us this is exactly this is exactly how it's meant to be you know like you get excited for that and then seeing the sponsors come in and um, you know once we actually got there and seeing the facility and the setup and all like the swag and different things that we were getting it was like really impressive and you know, obviously just so excited. We're packing all this hockey and we're going to be skating every single day. And, you know, we haven't done that since the college days. So, you know, you don't have to worry about work. Like there's just, yeah, (laughs) it was like, and I mean, I was going to be zooming into my class from the bubble, but you know, it was going to, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. (laughs) Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. It was going to be all hockey. At, you know, after two o'clock, it's all hockey and just beyond thrilled for that. And, you know, the the coverage we were getting um, locally and some of the, the national sports networks kind of mentioning it. It was just, I, I remember thinking, wow, I didn't know 
this many people knew what we were or that they, um, you know, wanted to get the word out there. So that was really amazing to see how much attention it was getting. And then obviously it went from like the highs of the highs to pretty low um, with that when everything got postponed and was feeling a lot like last season with just not knowing the uncertainty of, okay, yeah, like maybe we'll play it, but I don't know. How's that going to work? You know, just kind of how everything played out last year where it just wasn't feasible to make it happen. And when they ended up going, you know, so you're, everything's high. We're coming in. We're so excited. We struggled. We couldn't get on the scoreboard. We're losing games in the third period. We're not meeting the expectations we set for ourselves. We're fighting to even stay in Lake Placid. And then we finally backs against the wall, discover who we are going to be. We come together. We're able to explode offensively and we're building confidence uh, NBC is going to be on Thursday night. We're going to be in that game. And then COVID and, you know, just being like, wow, that, you know, what's next? So it was like quite the up and down. But then obviously they announced, hey, it's going to be in Boston and it's happening and it's still on NBC. So then we're back at the top gearing up for that, the preparation and just knowing exactly what the competition is going to be, exactly what we're getting into and just ready to take care of business. And obviously that weekend was perfect for us. Yeah, I mean, having it at home it has to be incredible. Going back to Warrior Ice Arena, obviously you guys had so much support from the Boston sports teams, the new mayor, the mascots. Like it, There was a ton of home ice advantage for from my perspective at least, but I know that you guys obviously had a lot of work to do to catch up from what you guys did in Lake Placid just mentally. And so what did that preparation look like? You know, trying basically saying like, we got to get our crap together. This isn't yeah. you know, going to be the fantasy that we think it's going to be. Yeah. And then you had yeah. to rehab, right? Cause you injured your shoulder, right? Yes. Yep. So that in a weird way, was a blessing to get that, <laughs> right. and a half, you know, cause at first it was absolutely, you know, I was, I was, you know, obviously going to grind through and play, leave everything out there, but then weirdly getting that extra month and a half, and Jenna had broken her wrist in the second game. Like, I think it was the first period. And she was playing so well for us on that blue line. And then, so she was out, no question, in late classic. And so she was able to come back. And good for her, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> able to play. And that was huge. So she and I, and, and it's funny because, you know, after we dropped that first game to Minnesota, she and I were texting about the game. And she had heard this quote in her like a church service that she zoomed into or watched online on that Sunday saying where we stumble and fall we find gold I remember thinking wow Jenna that is dead on you know when she shared that with me she's like dense it resonates so much with what we're in right now We, we lost that game but you know we're good we're gonna bounce back and and then it just it really started to become more and more true i'm like well okay we're stumbling yep we're really falling all right we're all the way down like we can't only place to go is up from you know lost the first game to buffalo in the best of three series like all we like we have to win everything from here on out and so it kind of became our little thing to say hey like we we stumbled and now we're finding the gold like we're rising up so that was the weird blessing in disguise having that time off and i i definitely benefited from you know having some time to recover and and pt and and get myself a little bit stronger and you know 
feeling better going into those games, feeling more healthy. So um, that definitely helped. But it was a a very strange time right after, you know, we had the virus had spread, you know, many players were had it. And so dealing with that and then just being like kind of down and out and then trying to get the lungs back and the legs back and, yeah, we spoke to a whale player that was uh, Maggie Legue, who's a rookie defenseman who had COVID. And she said she got the text that she, you know, you guys were going to Boston. And she was like, I have to exercise. Like, <laughs> because she was so like the, all the lung issues that they were going through, they all were texting each other. Like, how are we supposed to go get on a treadmill? Like just so surprised. Like, yeah. And so yeah. it was a mental thing that I think a lot of people didn't realize since it was a relatively quick term between like Boston and Boston. Yeah. And yeah, I had it too, you know, and, and many of us did. And so that was the weird part too. Also is we were skating every single day and all of the prep before Lake Placid. I mean, our yeah. team was able to be on the ice like four times a week and, you know, doing our off ice. And then, you know, once things were postponed, we weren't skating and we weren't working out because we were, you know, trying to get better from COVID. But that, you know, it was the combo of having some of that time off. Like, you know how it is. When you're off for a little bit, you lose so much. And it takes a lot more to get that back. So, you know, it was a a pretty quick turnaround and understanding, okay, now we have that that data set. We know that's when we're playing. And now we have to get ourselves ready, physically ready, back after that weird lapse of time off. So that was definitely a very strange, like, not sure what day or time it was, you know, just because we, you know, you're, you're at home quarantining and it was just, it was kind of crazy, but I think it was really exciting. It gave us something to obviously put our minds on and and be focused on. And, you know, when the bike sprints were tough, it was (laughs) say, okay, you know, you're going to have that breakaway in the third period. What are you going to do with it? You know, and just kind of being able to battle through some of that and, and train and obviously being on the ice together again it was great to see everybody and just for us to pick up where we left off and for our team knowing exactly what we wanted to do to execute and just making sure we were getting ourselves ready for that so it was a a strange time but like I said it worked it worked itself out nicely for for us to be able to bounce back and uh, get ourselves ready and then be able to go out there and, and do what we wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, it, it obviously worked because you guys looked incredible against Toronto. I remember I had to go on a road trip in the second and third period, and I set up like this janky hotspot situation in the car so that I could still nice. watch. <laughs> just goal on goal on goal while I'm in the car. I mean, you guys look, I wouldn't have been able to tell all of the adversity you guys went through in that last month. I mean, what was the, you know, ex- momentum like and the excitement like in between, you know, Friday and Saturday? Obviously, there's a, an element there of trying to have hone in that energy to prepare that's a very quick turn between a semifinal and a final yeah I was you know I would define it as butterflies I definitely you know it was hard to wind down after the game so much excitement and you know just when we finished our game we actually were watching some of the next game on NBC and to be able to look and say wow like that's it it's on television like yeah, there you're to turn like, it on <laughs> this is it like look at the quality look at the production and so that was so exciting and then you know hearing from friends and family who had tuned in and all of their excitement for the next day but it was it was like I wish the game wasn't at 7 p.m like we were all like let's 
wish it was an afternoon game because there was butterflies and just like wanted to get out there and play instead of waiting around, waiting around. So um, it, it felt like an eternity, I think, from when we woke up Saturday to when we were actually playing the game. And we had watched some of the men's NCAA hockey, you know, and so that was on. And that was <laughs> yeah, like, And whenever you watch hockey, obviously you're like, oh, I, I want to be out there. I want to be doing that. So it was just kind of ticking down the time, you know, pregame meal. Okay, now we're getting closer. It's almost here. And then once we're finally there, at least you have something to do with that energy, like taping the stick, doing the off-ice warm-up, just getting yourself moving and, and active. And definitely, though, my my butterflies were outrageous that whole day. And I think it was just so excited and just knowing how how hard we worked for that moment and just how big that moment was and the platform we were getting to to play on. It was just, it was everything. So the the good kind of butterflies and just eager to get out there and, and to play hockey. And then, then you became champion. Yes, that, and that was, I mean. And not even just that, just MVP, like yeah. all of it, just added into one. Yeah, and that's a testament. You know, my my teammates have, have been incredible. And my line mates, like I love playing with McKenna and T and we're always cracking up about something. We like to, we have kind of a, a focused fun, you know, we're very competitive, very driven and we want to go out there and execute and do the job and put pucks in the net and play strong defensively, play all three zones. So we, we have our mission of what we want to go out there and do, but we like to do it what you know with the smile and having fun and in practice we're keeping it light but also like fierce competition so it, it's a great balance there and you know the the passes and the plays that they made to help our team win were the perfect timing and just right on the money and so that's really a testament to my line mates my teammates you know goaltending Lavisa stood on her head, she made all the big saves we needed her to make. And, you know, the, the defense contributing offensively, it's just up and down the lineup. So that's really, that's a team award there. And I'm, I'm just incredibly, incredibly proud of the group because we, we went through so much together. And I know it's corny and cliche to say that, but we really, it really felt like we did. And I think, you know, for it to, to have that time with the cup together, that was the moment. That was what we were all working for. And so, to get the reward is is makes it all worth it. But yeah, just watch, watching that clock tick down, especially after that 19.4, I'm like, no way. No, we're like closing out right here. That was just the, the clock couldn't go fast enough at the end there and just wanted to get out there and in that huddle. Um, best feeling. And I think one of the biggest things that has really helped you guys get momentum, is particularly this season, has been social media. And I've seen that you guys have been celebrating, you know, with the help of, like I said, other Boston teams, other, you know, companies and organizations within the area and the NWHL everywhere. And it's been really great to follow as a fan on social media. Have you guys, obviously, you guys have day jobs. You're a teacher. Every, the majority of the league is either in school or working. What has it been like for you guys to like balance everything that's going on in terms of celebration and you know really getting to enjoy that time while also having to you know go back to work you know <laughs> like yeah. you already had to take time off for like classes so none of I'm assuming you all don't have unlimited PTO <laughs> yeah no it's been definitely a balance and I think it's something we're used to instead of having practice at night it was we would get the opportunities to go to the Red Sox or the Bruins and obviously. Because of COVID, it was only it was small groups. Right. You know, I, I wish it could have been all of us at everything, but the bigger picture was the our Boston 
sports teams w- wanted to include us and wanted to bring us in. And, and as a Boston native, that's a great right away. <laughs> yeah, it was like two days, two days after the cup in Boston, the Bruins were like, we want you here. We want you, we want to get you honored, get you on the jumbotron. Like they gave us, we were in a box. It was incredible. And then the same thing, the Celtics and the Red Sox and, I know the Patriots are far off, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my hopes that it still yes, matters. <laughs> Even though Edelman retired and broke my heart for you. Oh, okay. But it's like that that core group of Patriots is is pretty much gone now. But no, it's been I think to to be supported by the Boston sports teams and by this fan base and you know the sports city. I, I love being from Boston so much and to really feel part of that these past couple of weeks has, has just been incredible, you know, and, and uh, Mayor Janie, she, she had us over at city hall. Like we did a little something outside and she was yeah. honoring us and, and she, she had dropped the puck at the the championship game. And I think she said that was her first hockey game. And I'm like, well, you're going to have to come back and drop the puck at every game now because you're clearly a good luck charm, but um <laughs> You know, it's been it's just been a whirlwind, and yeah, obviously, like having work the next day of these things. But you know, everybody's been really making the most of it, and we're trying to get the team together as much as we can, and to really just enjoy it and and celebrate it. I mean, Teresa, she lit, she went home to back to Czech Czech Republic like the next day, so we haven't seen Teresa in a while. I don't know when she'll be back. Um, but and then another Carly was moving back home to Arizona, so people were you know kind of spreading out and you know moving on with things pretty quickly so we really had to savor that time we had together and i'm just looking forward to the next time we can get everybody together and as a as an organization and to be able to continue that celebration yeah well we can't wait to see what next year brings you guys hopefully a setting where shannon and i can come see a game yes like we're so excited and so so thankful for you for joining us so We'll definitely have to chat again soon, but let our let our listeners know where they can find you on social. Yes, so I'm pretty. I'm, I'm not as active on it. I my teammates often give me some chirps because <laughs> it'll be a while. They're like, "Oh, you know, you finally checked Twitter. Oh, I sent you that a week ago." You know, but I'm not the great. I'm not the most active. But when I do get on there, I try to engage and and respond or like if people are um, reaching out to me. But my Twitter is just at Jillian T. Dempsey. And I'm pretty sure my Instagram's the same. Probably should know that off the top of my head, but <laughs> pretty sure they're both just Jillian T. Dempsey. Well, we'll have um, you tagged so everyone can find Yeah, I'll tag you. No worries. I know Megan for the same thing. So. <laughs> and I don't have TikTok or anything. <laughs> That's the younger ones. That's T and Tori, and they do all those hilarious ones. Sometimes I'm a guest star in it, but don't have any of that. Amazing. Well, Jillian Dempsey, thank you so much again. Guys, if you haven't already, subscribe to see more content like this. And we will catch everyone again next time. Yeah, and check out the Boston Pride. Yes, (laughs) Yes, love it. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's been a blast. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.